Hey y'all, welcome back to the Gracefully Refined Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Morgan Redfarin. I am so delighted that you're here for another week, another testimony here on the Gracefully Refined Podcast, friends. Today, we're going to have Summer Cox, um, formerly known as Summer Frost, but she's recently been married in the last five months, and we had the sweetest conversation in today's episode, and I cannot wait for you to hear it, to hear her testimony, all of the what the Lord has brought her through, as well as to hear a little bit about the nonprofit that she runs. Um, I will have all of her social medias um, that you can follow linked down below in the description of this episode. But you guys, this conversation truly blessed me and blessed my heart. And she is the real deal. She truly loves Jesus. And you just see that flow out of her and flow out of her words as she speaks. Um, and especially as she leads worship. So it's just beautiful to see that what the Lord is doing through her and all that he has been able to do. So go ahead and grab your Bible and coffee and we're going to get into it, friends. Hi, Summer. How are you doing today, friend? Hey, I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited this. I am so excited to have you on. It is such an honor. Um, I actually have been a fan of you for the last year or so. I've been following you on Instagram. I don't know if you know this or if you remember this, but um, last year before I got pregnant with my son, I ended up uh, starting in the preliminary part of the you. Oh gosh, I'm gonna hope I say it right. It's a big long name, but the You Gods Music competition and you had actually gotten pretty far in that competition the year before so you were like a mentor and so I got to follow you from that and have just been able to see your heart for the Lord in all of that and so it is just such an honor to have you on this show and to have you on this podcast yes same here I feel like I know you just from social media it's crazy how we can connect with people through that and how we can actually like spread Jesus through social media Yes, I love that too. And I love how um, we don't have like as much as I love my church community that I have local, I love that I have this broader church community and brothers and sisters in Christ through Instagram and through social media and just being able to have that connection, which was not something we had growing, or at least I didn't have growing up until I was like, gosh, I want to say 13 or 14, because that was when Instagram finally started taking off. So it's just crazy to see how much life has changed since then. And that's been, you know, 13 years ago. So it's just so crazy. Um, all the doors that the Lord's opened up. But before we get into your story, your testimony of what the Lord's brought you through and all the things that he's currently doing in your life, I always like to ask any guests coming onto my podcast, what is a way that God is currently refining you in the season that you see yourself in? is refining me all of the time like reteaching me some things he's already taught and then teaching me new things but this whole kind of half a year to a year has been all just things I've prayed for for a long time that I didn't know how God would do it but he would in his timing and there were times when I got impatient about it and tried to rush ahead but the Lord kept reminding me that it would be worth it to wait for his timing and so um, marriage is a big thing. I've been married for five months and the Lord's been using that to find me. <laughs> yes, marriage is such a wonderful, beautiful, but humbling experience, especially in that first year. Um, I have never been more humbled in my life than my first year of marriage with my <laughs> husband. <laughs> so yes, definitely. It's It's been really cool. It showed me more of even how 
the Lord views me and has to like, it's had to like make me work on me more than anything because my sweet and gracious and it really just makes me better. But like right after we got married, I like to write songs as I think you know, I sat down with the Lord about what he was teaching me and he, he was actually just telling me that he loves me how I am. Like the Lord loves what he sees and it's the same with how my husband sees me too like he sees all my mess but he still loves what he sees that is so beautiful I never would have thought of that but that is so true I really wow I really really love that and I love all that you're doing like I said I'm such a huge fan of everything that you are doing and just your heart for the Lord but um thank you for sharing that and how the Lord's refining you in the season you're in so to move into a little bit of your story what is a little bit of your background what did you grow up in um, have you always been, uh, I don't want to say always been a Christian, but you know, how young were you whenever you accepted Christ and just give us a little bit of that backstory into who you are for my listeners. Yeah. So I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, we went to church every week, but thankfully I loved it. And so I was raised in it and actually at about six and a half years old, um, just around it, but not really knowing Jesus yet, just watching my parents' example. I asked my mom, I was like, um, just tell me more about what you're doing. And so she sat me down and began to explain like the need for Jesus in our life. And uh, we're a sinner. And she got out this little like picture book of the Bible. Cause I'm just a kid and like began to explain it. And I, I still remember to this day it being so real. And I was like, I want Jesus. Like I'm not living my life without him. And my mom thought like I could be too young. So she wanted to make sure, and I was like, no, like, I want to give my life to him. And so I remember praying with my mom and actually just asking the Lord to come in my life and my heart, and that from that day forward, I would live my life for him. And my mom was like, you have to mean it. And I'm like, yep. And I still remember that I felt like, like brand new, even though I was like six. Like, I felt like my whole life was already different. And now walking with the Lord all these years, I him protect me time and time again. And when I mess up, just like his grace and forgiveness that comes over and he's like, okay, it's okay. Let's on from that. And I just, it's incredible um, too. And I'm very thankful to have accepted him so young. Yes. I love that too. My sister was very much like that. Um, my sister accepted the Lord when she was four and she knew without a doubt in her heart that she meant it. And so my sister accepted the Lord at four, got baptized at four and, truly like that was her story for me it was a lot different in the fact of I was baptized at seven but I felt like I kind of had to get baptized because I grew up the very beginning part of my life in the Southern Baptist Church and they very much were about you know you have um like at a certain age you need to know that you accept the Lord or you don't and so I'm like well my friend, I felt like I needed to get baptized and then truly when the Lord like I was 14 and I felt like I'd hit rock bottom at that point. And at, from that moment on, I was never the same. I truly encountered Jesus and knew that he loved me and knew like um, before I only had the head knowledge. And so at 14, I feel like I finally had the heart knowledge. But one thing I've always loved about my sister and what I love about your story as well is just how young you both were and truly just meant um, what you said, like meant that you were wanting to follow Jesus and that you meant that with all your heart. And so to see that you have done that in your life is just so beautiful. So tell me a little bit about how you got started 
um, in music and worship leadership and just kind of your journey with that? Yeah, so um, it's, I guess, being raised in the Christian home and accepting Jesus so early, I kind of spent a lot of my young um, younger life, just feeling that I was invincible, I guess you could say. And not that we aren't with the Lord, like he can protect us from anything. I just thought like, oh, maybe nothing bad affect me, which is not true. And so when I hit about, well, I guess early college, I was already playing some guitar. I started singing, but I wasn't really confident in it. And I actually got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called Addison. Mm -hmm. And so I have to take medicine in order to live. And when that happened, I trusted the Lord with it so much that I was just really wasn't like a, oh, I mean, it wasn't, oh, no, but it was like, okay, Lord, you're going to do something with this. But then it didn't really go away. And I was like, okay, Lord, you're letting, you're allowing me to continue to struggle with this. And that's when I really had started turning to to hear from him and just worship with him. And so one of the first songs I ever wrote was called Be Still. And I picked up my guitar out of my bed in like the middle of the night, recently diagnosed with this disease, and just went to the Lord with it and was like, what do you want me to do? Like, how do I get rid of this? I don't really want you to do anything. I just want you to trust me and, like, look to me, and I'm going to keep you safe. And that was over like now, and he's protected me every step of the way. Wow, that is so amazing. And I, wow, I just can't even wrap my head around that. But I completely agree with you. I feel like in the hardest parts of our life, that is when God shows himself the most faithful. And when he shows out the most um, is when we go through those hard things. And unfortunately, because we live in such a fallen world, even though we love God and we want to serve him with all that we are, we are not exempt from trials. We're not exempt from pain. We're not exempt from some really, really hard situations. So as you were going through that, what um, did at any point were you try like, I don't want to, how do I say this? Um, were you wavering a little bit kind of in your faith at that point? Or were you fully just completely sure that God was going to take care of you even in that tough season? I would say I was very confident the Lord was going to take care of me in that season. It hadn't really like settled in yet. So a few years or so down the road is when that really like wavering time came with the Lord. Like, okay, it's still here. And it wasn't even just the, the sickness was there. I had some other situations. I had started doing music often. I was serving for nursing homes. I started playing shows, trying to do the artist thing. And, and really, I would say like some pride kicked in some Lord, this isn't going where I thought it would and things aren't going how I thought they would. And so I began to not really get mad at the Lord, but get disappointed in things with him. And so me and the Lord had to have some heart to heart moments there. But if anything, he was taking me deeper. He was like, I want with you. I want you to, to realize that it doesn't matter all about all these things that you do for me, but just that you're my daughter first. I love you. And I needed that reminder. Mm, that is so good. And I also agree with that too, because yeah, God always wants us to go deeper. He always wants to have, cause there's never a depth where we're going to reach the depth of 
his heart for us. We're never going to fully understand that in our human capacity. And I can't wait till we are in heaven and we get to fully understand and appreciate him and all of his holiness and all of his glory. But for now, we're just getting these little glimpses as we're on earth and as we are going through these things. But I also love um, that you were bringing your doubts and you were bringing your questions to him, even though you had full confidence in who he was. Um, And I feel like that's something that a lot of Christians don't really talk about because we want to talk about either, you know, you completely fall away or you completely depend on God and like you don't have a doubt. But there is that middle ground where so many Christians find themselves of we believe that God can do it, but we're still nervous. We still don't know the outcome. We still don't know what that's going to look like for us. And we're allowed to ask questions of God, you know, all throughout scripture. There are so many examples of people who asked questions of God, who questioned what he was doing. And in the end, he still showed and proven himself faithful to them as well as would reveal like a little part of his plan. And one of the biggest things I think I have learned in my life about God is waiting is such an essential part. Like he might, for example, like Mm -hmm. think about um, Abraham and Sarah, he gave the word that they would have Isaac, that they would have this son and that from Isaac would come this generation that he would be the father of many nations. And um, it wasn't for several, several, several years before that ever came to pass. But it was in that waiting that the Lord also was refining Abraham and Sarah was also preparing their hearts. And I'm sure in between all that, they still had questions and they still had doubts. But then when God had finally proved himself faithful and, and um, answered the prayer that they had been praying for, but also his will for their life. We have to be able to know that in that waiting period in our life, there is so much beauty and value in that because God's preparing us. God's pruning us. God is also just trying to probably plant things and allow things to grow. So that way, when the time comes for those things to happen, it will happen in his perfect time. So I really love that. Yes. You on that. Yes, I definitely. Really- with times we well most of the time we don't really want to wait for things but that's where the lord knows exactly what he's doing and his timing is so um like with getting married it may not look like it but i'm 31 which is crazy so i've waited like a really long and the joke is that i'm finally proverbs 31 at 31 at least, <laughs> um, but i'm like finally I waited so long and dated the wrong people and tried to figure it out. But um, God had so much more for me. And I think it gives us little glimpses in our hearts, like these desires of our hearts that are also his for us, like that we want to be married or that um, maybe we want to do a job one day or something. And the Lord's like, I put that in you for a reason, but I'm not just going to throw you out there, like not prepared. I'm going to for that and give you the tools you need. And, like and he was telling me about a year ago I actually left my main job Um, I'm also a worship leader but I was working at a nursing home and the Lord just shut that door after four years and that the income security all of that for me and then the Lord's like nope because I'm about to do something and I need you to have your time available and if it's for the kingdom then I'm going to supply it for you and he did and it's been amazing because my husband came along and a nonprofit to unite all the churches together, but you don't get paid for those. But the Lord has supplied every single need, everything. It's incredible. 
Wow. So tell me a little bit about your nonprofit, because I've seen little glimpses of it, but what, um, like, what is the main mission and message of that? And how did that even come about for you? Because that's incredible. Yeah, so the, the night movement, and I really think that the Holy Spirit is trying to unite us all. I mean, it's, Jesus already says it, John 17, that his prayer is that we would be one as he is one. And we are all already connected as one body, but we're all over the same mission, spreading Jesus, making disciples. But many times we get in our own little church bubbles and we don't talk to each other. Your town's like mine, but we have churches everywhere. They're like neighbors to each other, but nobody knows each other. And we're all doing the same thing. Um, and profit, we want to basically be a resource for the local church. So we do quarterly worship gatherings that involve leaders and church leaders from different denominations all around our area and surrounding areas. And we build a worship team. This time we have a core. We do different styles of worship, prayer focuses, and just get everybody serving and loving on each other together to focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Uh, we have like networks and jam nights where we get all the worship teams together at different churches. If somebody doesn't leader or something for their church, then they just reach out and we try to call people within the network to fill in. Uh, I mean, it's just been, uh, but as far as how it started, this has been on my heart for like probably five or six years and I've seen it happening now. Mm-hmm. I lived in like a, I guess kind of like a suburb city. And then the Lord basically had me move to a country town that I thought was full of like dying churches. So I left yeah. my comfort to like, not what I was gonna do, but he showed me in Genesis where he told Abram to go basically go and leave everything and it was, I couldn't not do it it was like okay lord i have to go uh, okay i'll i'll leave everything so i did and when i got here i just kept guest worship leading at different churches and i, I could knock it out of my head to help all of the churches all the churches and i'm like i can't be all this. like i don't know what you want me to do and so i just prayed on it and what, like five years later now, this nonprofits are a real, we're doing it. <laughs> the Lord's doing it. That is so amazing. And it's so rare to hear of something like that because absolutely, I really feel like one of the things that Satan has done in our modern church is to segregate and to separate all of us um, from one another. Like whether that's a denominational difference or if it's a secondary issue, there's so much tension within different denominations, even within like Christian circles, even on um, like different thoughts on and different opinions on theology and all of that. But to me, as long as the central, like, um, what do they call? I'm so sorry. My mind's going blank. Okay. The central themes within scripture. Um, gosh, like, you know, that God created the world, that Jesus is the son of God and he rose and descended and he's coming back for us again, that he saved us all from our sins. Those are the central things within scripture that as long as we're all agreeing on those, we're all still a part of the body of Christ. And we need to be united because that is not what Satan wants. Satan wants to infiltrate our churches. He wants to cause division. He wants to cause strife. And when we allow him to do those things, we're not being the full picture of the body of Christ that we're supposed to be. We're not being the bride that 
Christ wants us to be. And so I really love that you have that mission and goal in mind. And even from different churches within your own area, that is such an incredible um, move. And honestly, I've never really heard of anything like that, especially because where I grew up in Alabama, um, we have churches everywhere, so many churches, but there's very few that Mm -hmm. will get together or will collaborate Um, We're very fortunate in the church that we attend where we really support all of the other local churches. We, our pastor is very diligent in praying for them and reaching out to them and asking how we can also be involved with their worship. But that's very rare to see within Christian culture in today's time because everything has just become so divisive and everybody um, tends to get a little sensitive, I would say, or upset about different issues. Um, versus bringing it back to what it's supposed to be about, which is Christ, which is going to his word, seeking him, worshiping him, and that being our focus, not all these other secondary issues that have nothing to do with salvation or um, the Trinity. So I really love that you have done that and have started that and that the Lord has opened up all those doors for you. So in between you starting this, um, you also were a part of the music competition. How did you even... involved in that because you ended up being the finalist (laughs) yes yes I got all the way to the top five which is so crazy um that was actually one of the hardest years of my life of course it would be if God's gonna do something like that at the same time um I would struggle with like depression and anxiety for a little bit which I have been healed of um but that was a hard season for me was just reminding me about having courage I guess and so I started getting on social media like every day and posting which now I do these like bible talk things and I really don't do it to get a bunch of people to follow or watch um most of the time it's kind of just a way for me to to talk about what I'm learning and if it impacts one person that's great and I have a few people who regularly I'm reading so it's kind of like a bible study through social media but at this time it was just to have courage and so I was getting on like every day and posting and I was like I don't care what people think I don't care what I look like I just feel like the Lord's asking me to just step out in this way and so I would just get on and talk about what's happening and then I found out about the you gods music because they had commented on something of mine um mm-hmm. first starting the year before actually and I was like no and then it came about again, and I kept seeing it. I'm like, oh, man, Lord, I think you're asking me to step out in courage and just do this because I don't care what people think. So let's just – I just want to worship you. And so I submitted the video, but I didn't really tell anybody. I told people because I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't really want to do this. I, I don't like competitions, and I don't, I don't know. And so I kind of tried to back out. But I prayed to the Lord about it and was like – if you really want me to do this, then help me get through this first round. And then like, without really telling people and like, I'll do it. So I made it. And then I started telling a few people and we live in a small town. So very quickly, the word. And it was so crazy because I had a church like in a whole nother town, probably about 45 minutes away, call me and go, we're going to benefit show night to raise money. And then I had the radio reach out and they were playing my songs and promoting and then the news, like, and I, I didn't put any money that wasn't given in because it's all like through the money vote. So everything for honestly from the Lord 
and I just knew it every step of the way because COVID was around too. So it wasn't like do that much. And my mom actually got COVID and I had to live in an RV for like no cell phone service really. So it's not like I could push that many videos. So it was crazy. So I'm living in this RV with anxiety. Health was struggling um, with my autoimmune and my blood pressure was dropping and it was so scary. And at the same time that this going on, and then my mom had to go to the hospital the night before I fly to Texas and the doctors didn't know if she was going to live. And she was like 70% chance she could die according to the doctor. And here I am flying for you God's music contest. But my mom told me she'd rather me go crazy, but my mom actually called while I was doing sound check singing a song about prayer and said that she was going to make it and that she was just fine and that held Jesus hand and touched the hem of his garment. And my mom's here today. And like the Lord healed her, brought through that whole thing and taught me a lot. Wow. That is so incredible. So since that competition, what is one of the main things that you learned through that? Like, what is, what do you think that God was trying to teach you? towards the end of that, or even like now that you've reflected back on that time in your life, what do you think the Lord was teaching you during all that? I think the Lord was really teaching me um, to kind of just continue to trust him. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard for us um, just to trust yeah. him every step of the way. Like when things get really crazy to rely on him and honestly get down to this root of worry I guess about things that I didn't even know was there because I was being anxious at times and not like me at all. Like it just came out of nowhere. But since then, um, I realized that if I remember God's faithfulness in seasons and there's really nothing that we need to worry about at all. And in the light of eternity, like this life is short and the Lord is working all, all the time, bringing us towards heaven with him. So there's not really any real need to worry though we do. And the Lord has healed me from that since. But I think in that season, it was just that reminder that, like, he's got it. And I just need to trust him. Absolutely. I really love that. And honestly, we see throughout scripture that whenever we are able to be faithful and trust him in the small things, he will continue to give us more and more in the bigger things. But we have to first take that step of obedience, which is faith and trust and knowing that even if we don't know the next step, he does, and it's going to end up being okay in some sort of capacity. I, um, I have a friend who always says, you know, if it's not good, then God's not done. And so I always try yeah. to remember that as well, because it's like he is continuing and continuing to work through us. And we just have to continuously be faithful because we don't really know what the end goal that he has in store for us. But all we can do is be obedient when what we know that we can be in. So I really yeah, love definitely. that. And I love everything you've shared. Um, as we are wrapping up our conversation, what is a piece of advice or a scripture that you could leave um, just as an encouragement for my listeners today? Yeah, so I guess I have uh, two quick things. One, I've been learning lately that worship isn't wasted. Uh, I'm a mm-hmm. doer. Like, I'm a, like, I love to just do and work and be like, oh. I do. I want to go. I don't like the wait, be still, which is what he likes to teach me. But whenever we're worshiping, like it's not wasted. Like if, if we're going to spend time with him, like he's the one working it all out and doing it. And so I just 
some I, my husband's been teaching me this a lot too like I want him to clean the house and I hear him worshiping on our keyboard upstairs and then I'm like nope that's more important like we can do laundry later like that's not wasted the Lord in prayer fighting like that's way more important so I guess that's just for all those doers out there like it's okay if you just to Jesus sometimes like it's way more important um, and then I had a scripture that popped up right before this that I wanted to share. In 2 Corinthians, it's about comfort. But praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have from God. Wow. And there's a lot you know, there. As I just read that verse like two or three days ago myself. So that is so crazy. Really? Yes, girl. He put that on my heart a few days ago. And I highlighted, I wrote it down on my note card. I put it on my prayer board. Wow. That is so crazy that you share that. So crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, no, like I really haven't read it lately. I'm in First Corinthians, but right before this, I'm like, okay, Lord. And like, it was just a all right, I think you're going to take us down a road about some hard stuff I've been through. That's fine. <laughs> like, here we go. But whatever we go through, like, God comforts us, and then we're able to comfort that. And so our testimonies are powerful. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we try to avoid certain parts because we don't want to really But when we do, it's like kind of slapping the enemy in the face. Like, look what God did. And he's going to do it again and even more so. And we can come. Like, he did it for me. He can do it for you, too. Yes, absolutely. And he is the ultimate source of comfort. Um, one of my, I always love having, like knowing the names of God and things like that. But one of my favorites is like, you know, Jaira, he is our provider. And I also love um, Elroy, you know, he's the God who sees us. So he sees us, he comforts us, he provides for us. He's there for us. He's never changing, never failing. And he's always going to be there for us. And to know that he is going to comfort us while we're going through whatever it is, is such an encouragement to know because life is tough. And when we go through hard things, it's really hard to try to see any goodness in it. Um, but no matter, even if life for us looks bad or the situation's bad, or it's just not ideal in the way we would prefer for it to go, he is still good and he's still on his throne and he still is going to pull us through no matter what that looks like. So I really love that. Thank you for sharing that. I really hope that whoever is listening, that it resonates with them. And I've really, really enjoyed our conversation today, Summer, on the podcast. Um, I will have all of your social media listed below in the bio. So y'all can go check her out if you'd like to follow her on Instagram. She is so inspirational and just honestly, I just truly love her heart for the Lord. You can see it in everything she posts and everything she does. Um, And you can also follow along on her journey and just see what the Lord does next. Thank you so much, Summer, for coming on the Gracefully Refined podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in for another episode here on the Gracefully Refined Podcast. I hope that this encouraged, uplifted, as well as strengthened you in your walk with Christ. If you didn't know, you can find me on all social media platforms under the name Morgan E. Redfarin. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-R-E-D-F-E-R-I-N, where I share even more about the love of Christ and just what he's doing in my life, as well as some mom and lifestyle hacks. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this episode or you're enjoying the podcast, 
please be sure to leave us a five-star review as this helps get the message of Christ and this ministry out to a broader audience. Thank you so much for tuning in again, and I'll see you next time.